Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, thank you very much, Johnny, for that wonderful introduction. Yes, indeed, thank you very much to you out there who have joined us for the Student of the Gun University podcast. It's different than the other show because it's single topic, short form, and easy to digest. And I hope that you are finding it to be all three of those things. What is combat accuracy? Yes, indeed, combat accuracy. There are many folk out there pontificate about so-called combat accuracy. What exactly does that mean? And is that term an excuse for poor performance? Yes, indeed. I was made privy to a certain instructor, a certain person who calls themselves a firearms instructor, and they were pontificating that any single hit on target is, quote, combat effective, right? So if you shoot at someone and it hits them in the big toe, you shoot at a bad guy and it hits them in their big toe uh, or in their buttocks or whatever, uh, it might not be a, a deadly wound, but it's, quote, combat effective. Therefore, uh, it falls under the... <laughs> so we, we could say is a pistol... If you point your pistol at someone, a human silhouette, a human, and you, you nick them in the shoulder or in the buttocks or in the shin or whatever, that's combat accuracy, right? Don't worry so much about putting all the rounds. Uh, this is uh, one of my pet peeves, the uh, people who say, oh, I don't, need to, I don't need to put all my shots right on top of each other. Like you guys, you're... you're, you're taking too much time and you're 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 worrying too much about that because any any hit in the silhouette area is combat accuracy that's combat accuracy right there mm, okay what should we expect from ourselves and what should we expect from our equipment well when it comes to quote unquote accuracy people say things all the time like well if i do this if I make this change, I change the trigger, I change the sights, I put an optic on the gun, whatever, I'm going to make the gun more accurate. No, you're not. The accuracy from the gun, the only way, and, it, and this mostly comes down to rifles, but the only way to really affect, for you to affect accuracy from a gun is for you to feed it different types of ammunition because that's mechanical accuracy. See, the mechanical accuracy or the inherent accuracy of that gun has to do with the barrel crowning, the rifling, the uh, the chamber. You know, is, is the chamber a good, tight fit? Is it, you know... There's a lot of things that go into making a very, very accurate rifle. All right? But those things are inherent in the gun. When you change the sights on a gun, when you put a different scope on a gun or a different trigger in the gun or whatever, that doesn't make it more, quote, accurate. That helps you to realize the accuracy of that gun. Now, when it comes to handguns, the fact of the matter is, in our modern world, 
the uh, manufacturing processes that are in effect today that are being used by all of the major firearms makers in the world. The barrel manufacturing process is pretty much at its zenith. I don't know how it could get better. I don't know how the accuracy, the built-in accuracy of handgun barrels, you know, the chamber, the, the, the cut, the, you know, I don't know how it could get better. The fact is, if you took, you, you guys should know what a ransom rest is. A ransom rest is a, a machine that you put a gun into, and uh, you basically, you use the machine to press the trigger, and, and it stabilizes the gun. It's 100% stable. There's no human error involved in it. If you put the, the average off-the-shelf, out-of-the-box, defensive handgun into a ransom rest, and you feed it, good ammunition or the same ammunition or whatever, consistent ammunition, it's going to chew ragged holes in a target at 15 yards, 10, 5 yards, 10 yards, 15 yards. Uh, it's going to put rounds within inches, an inch or, or so, maybe two inches at 25 yards. or you know, um, That's plenty of accuracy for you to do what you need to do. So the equipment today, now there is a real uh, situation with sites, there may be a situation with your sites where they are a little bit, let's say you have adjustable sites or the the rear site is knocked a little bit over to the left or knocked a little too far over to the right or, or whatever. Or maybe you got factory sites that are super short. There's that one company out there that makes really, really little short factory sites. Uh, so when you are shooting the gun, at distance beyond five yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, it seems like the rounds are all going high. You're like, man, the accuracies of this gun, the rounds are going high. No, the rounds are going high because the front sight is short and you are elevating the muzzle. That's why the rounds are going high. So you can improve your ability to put hits on target by putting a better set of sights, but that doesn't alter the inherent accuracy of the gun. So what I would like to, uh, I guess, stress is when people say derp, derp, combat accuracy, most often, not always, but most often what they're saying is, well, the gun's not that accurate because it has a short barrel or it you know, has this kind of a trigger in it or what have you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is when we have to find a mirror and have an honest conversation. Is it the gun or is it your performance? And what I found is when people say combat accurate or combat effective, they're like, well, uh, you know, okay, sure, the, the rounds might be spread out on the paper like, you know, as if I was patterning a, a round of buckshot at 25 yards, but that's combat accuracy or that's combat effective. Now, what you're actually doing is you're making an excuse for poor performance. When it comes to combat accuracy, and what do we expect from ourselves, what we should expect from ourselves is to be able to perform on demand in whatever circumstance we're placed into. You know, there's a difference between standing flat-footed, on a sunny Sunday afternoon, you know, the, the weather's nice. It's 72 degrees. There's no wind. And I've got a 
cardboard target 10 yards in front of me. I can take my time, put both hands on the gun, and press the trigger. Awesome sauce. That's cool. Combat accuracy is, are you able to perform on demand regardless of the situation? Are you able to perform on demand when you're laying on the ground, laying over on your side, kneeling down behind cover? You're hiding behind a car or a pole or a post or something, and you're trying not to get shot while peeking out around the cover to shoot whoever or whatever is shooting at you, right? Can you perform on demand? The gun can perform on demand, and you should know. Now, there are, there are a few firearms out there in the world still that, that you know, don't function uh, 100%, and if you have one of those that doesn't function 100% or 99.999957%, get rid of it and get one that does. There should never be a question, hey, is this gun going to work? Now, yeah, things happen, and you need to know how to fix them quick, fast, in a hurry, but it shouldn't be a common occurrence. When it comes to combat accuracy, what you really need to be asking yourself is, can I perform on demand regardless of the circumstance? Can I perform on demand using only my strong hand, or can I perform on demand using only my support hand or my weak hand or my off hand? Can you do that? You know, if something, you know, God forbid, went wrong and all you had was your left hand to pick that gun up off the ground, could you do what you needed to do? Could you put the rounds where they needed to be on the target? Could you put rounds on a target that's not a full-size silhouette? Maybe it's a half silhouette. Maybe it's all you can see is the head and shoulders of the thing, the person trying to kill you. Can you put the rounds where they need to be? That, ladies and gentlemen, is combat accuracy. Combat accuracy is being able to perform on demand regardless of the circumstance. And how do we get to that point? How do you get to the point where you can indeed perform on demand regardless of the circumstances. It's dark, it's raining, it's cold. You're on laying on the ground, you're using only your right hand. You're trying to hide behind the, the you know the the rear bumper of a truck or a car. Can you perform on demand? And if the answer is yes, then you have combat accuracy. That's combat accuracy. Not this crap like, well, it's okay that I spread all the rounds out all over the target because, you know, any hit on target is combat effective. Mm, no. So uh, before you, uh, well, A, before you make an excuse for poor performance, and that's what some of these people do, uh, they make an excuse for poor performance, or before you blame your lack of skill on the gun or the equipment... You need to consider that comp true, true combat accuracy is you being able to perform on demand regardless of what the circumstances are. Okay. And the way you do that is training and more training and practice and then more practice. And eventually, you'll be able to do it. And that's the way it is, folks. That's the way it is. So I hope you appreciate that. I hope that this was enlightening for you. And I hope that you continue to support the show, Student of the Gun University podcast. Share it with some other freak out there who needs to know. 
Maybe you've got a freak out there who's talking about combat accuracy, and I don't need to put all my rounds close to each other like you do. It's okay to spread them out all over the target because that's combat effective. That's combat accuracy. No, that's you making an excuse. So you don't have to be the jerk. Let me be the jerk. I'll say it. If they want to be mad at me, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. I'm your host, Paul Markle. Remember, you're a beginner once, a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.